Thank you for joining us on the Boostly podcast. We've got a very special guest, and uh, today we are shining the Boostly spotlight on somebody who I'm a major fan of, who I've read his books. He's a super host on Airbnb. He literally wrote the book on Airbnb. He's an influencer and a best-selling author, and today we're going to be talking about a new book which he has uh, finished writing and is, is going to be sharing with us today, and we're going to be diving into why he's done it, what the book's going to be about, and just some cool tips to, to share with everyone. So thank you very much for, for joining me today. Let me introduce uh, Danny Rustin, and welcome along. He's coming all the way from uh, whereabouts are you today, Danny? I am. Uh, today I arrived in... Uh... Vancouver, Canada. I arrived yesterday and I'll, I'll actually leave tomorrow. I know you're always traveling and that's one of the brilliant things about your books is that they're tips from firsthand as a guest as well as a host, which is, which is going to be cool. So let's get started. For There'll be a few people who are tuning in on the podcast and also on the uh, Facebook who may not be familiar with yourself. Can you give yourself an introduction and share a bit about the journey for, for people who may not know you? Yeah, sure. I I used to work at Airbnb back about 10 years ago at this point. And then I I left and I my life got more entangled with Airbnb. I started a property management company. I started traveling on Airbnb permanently. I still have that property management company. I have passed 2,000 nights as a guest. In 2018, I, I wrote this book, which I'm very, uh, very happy about. You said that you read it, so that's that makes me very happy as well. And then I, I bought a house, an international real estate investment in Medellin, 2021. And so I've been documenting that on my social channels. And then in October of 2022, I just I, I didn't really ever want to write another book because it was a lot of work, a lot of work, this one. And something hit me in October where I just everything kind of clicked and I thought, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to write a new book. And it turned into this one which is a 400-page mega book, which took way more time than the last one. A little bit nervous, but it's it's uh, coming on pre-sale in, in a couple of weeks. And it's a very, uh, well, it's broad and specific about all things STR from finding a profitable market all the way to pricing, direct bookings, which is, which is your specialty. Do you know what? I'm so excited to, to dive into that book. And I know, first of all, from the previous book, the amount of value and the tips that you've shared. And, and for anybody who hasn't gone and checked that out, please go and check Optimize Your BNB. It is literally the, the book on Airbnb. How long ago was that written now? 2018. 2018. But it's still very relative. I mean, a lot of it is is evergreen and it's just a great book for people looking to get started on um, short-term rental in, in general, particularly if you're listing, obviously, on, on Airbnb. Before we dive into the book, uh, the new book, can we get your opinion on the term Airbnb bust, which is going around, you know, on socials at the moment? How do you feel about the way the STR market, the short-term rental market is performing and, you know, terms like Airbnb bust and why? I believe Airbnb bust, oh, by the way, I love it because it, Airbnb has become too associated with easy money, passive money. What has that done? That's a very sellable idea. And you make a lot of money on Airbnb, on short-term rentals, if you know what you're doing. And it's not tremendously hard to know what you're doing. But if you go into it with that mindset, you're not going to do well. And what happened, I believe, is some influencers got onto this idea as well. They have some extra money. They bought an Airbnb. They bought an Airbnb in, in a not ideal market. They didn't manage it in the ideal way. And they didn't make much money. They probably didn't you know, negotiate a great deal either. And so they went public to their audience and they said, oh my, Airbnb is not what I thought. And that's where it came from, I believe. 
<laughs> yeah. And I mean, in general, do you think there's, do you think there's any truth to it or is it just a case of poor market, poor, poor choices? There is truth to it, but if you're, if you're running your Airbnb well, and a lot of the recent videos are basically saying what I'm saying, if you've always been running it well, like you should have anyways, you're, there's winners in every market always in, in good times and bad. And so, you know, slow season is like you can Airbnb bust and slow season. You know, you could say there's an Airbnb bust once a year where it's where slow season comes in. But guess what? Slow season. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have a slow season strategies chapter in, in both books because it's so important. Really, it was one of the things that separates good from great hosts. If you're managing your slow season well, which is an in advance of slow season, not it's slow season. And, oh, I have no bookings. That's not well managed. So the slow season looks a lot different for the great hosts than it does for the average host. This, this Airbnb bus looks a lot different for the great host than it does for the average host. There are still guest arrivals. There are still a lot of guest arrivals in all markets. So there are still winners. And personally, I haven't, I don't think, noticed anything at all on my units. No. And do you know what? That's, that's reassuring to hear. And ultimately, I, I saw a one of the stats, I think this was shared by a I think it was Price Labs or it might be Airbnb themselves, which was saying that the travel market globally is still growing. You know, there, you know, there's still more people traveling today than there was in the previous years, which is which means the opportunity is still bigger. There is more competition, but ultimately, the people doing it well is is always going to succeed. So, thank you for for sharing that. The title "Profitable Properties" is an interesting one. Why did you go with that title? <laughs> I asked my community for so the title i will say the title and the cover took me a combined one month and one month of intense thinking probably i overdid it you know probably i overdid it, i'll just be honest but uh i just felt like i had to get things right and i hope i did but i went through a bunch of different titles and i asked my community eventually and and there was some you know one title i wanted was the title of a famous podcast for example not yours a different one but i was like oh shoot that was my favorite title. And then I had some controversial titles, you know, that I that I didn't go with. This one was the least favorite of the four I, I asked my community on. This was the least favorite by far. But I went with Profitable Properties because it's about I wanted to separate myself from Airbnb. This one is this one is Airbnb is still the leader in short in short-term rentals, but this is more broad spectrum about how to turn because nowadays what we're doing is we're we're looking at from the step from step one where's the most profitable market neighborhood profitable property how do i manage it and then when you sell it you're selling it as an str that's very different than 2018 and before mm -hmm. and so i i really wanted people to focus on the more you know it's not just airbnb a part of the, a big part of this subject is direct bookings as well you know we're running our business we're running our airbnbs as a business in 2023 and so that's the reason why. That's cool. And what was it that inspired you to produce the book? Why? Why now? As it, you know, is is it the as you mentioned just then? You've you were very connected to Airbnb. What is it that's changed? Do you think over the last sort of five years? The main thing that's changed. I just touched on it. Is that five years ago, ten years ago, even you would Airbnb what you already had. I had a sofa in my a sofa in my living room. That's all I had. And I had three roommates. We Airbnb that. If you had an in-law unit, you happen to have an extra, you know, extra house. A lot of people, you know, one of my first managed properties was this very wealthy couple. 
and they uh, what they do they moved houses or something and their mansion in, near san francisco in, in the hills in the north bay was available and they normally wouldn't do this but um they just had they had a house available and they're like okay well why why don't we airbnb what we have 2023 and beyond people are building there's a construction site in front of me you know i wonder if it's airbnb a lot of some of these construction buildings they're they're marketing it as airbnb and then when you go to sell if you have tangible or i guess intangible assets like email addresses etc a website that gets visits youtube that gets visits instagram that gets visits that has real world value that someone will pay for that makes sense that makes sense and when it comes down to, I mean, there, there is just more people, like you say, seeing the opportunity and and selling it as a package short-term rental these days, isn't there? As, as um, it seems to be growing in, in popularity. How does this compare then? You mentioned the first book obviously focuses purely on, on Airbnb. What would you say is going to be the main takeaways for somebody on the new book versus the old book? What was the main takeaway for somebody with optimize your BNB and what do you want the main takeaway to be for this this new book for the reader the main takeaway the, the main takeaway for this new book is going to be being conscious about your investment decision your real estate investment decision from day 1 and that's why the first main section is vacation rental market analysis where i go through my process and how i quadrupled the revenue from the pri- prior owner who was also an str owner and I talk very detailed about not only the market, and I break markets down into two categories, but also the neighborhood. But even more specifically, I don't really talk about neighborhood. I talk about the micro neighborhood because even in one neighborhood, there's a profitable area of that neighborhood. And then ultimately, when you find properties, you I talk about how you can run the numbers and what kind of advantages you can have and things you can look for that the owner wasn't doing that can help you skyrocket the profits. If you're struggling on how to get direct bookings and overwhelmed on where to start, then I recommend you go and book in a call with Boostly and our team right now. We can walk you through exactly what we're offering, how we can help you and give you a portfolio of websites that we have worked with that are matching not only your niche, but could be in your location as well. Boostly has helped over 2,000 hospitality businesses all over the world increase their direct bookings. And if you are interested, then all you need to do is go to Boostly, B-O-O-S-T-L-Y.co.uk forward slash call and book in an appointment with one of our sales team. Nice, nice. And would you say this is for kind of just anybody or is there is there a certain avatar of person? Who is this before and who is it not for? You know, who would you say should pick up this book. So Optimize Your Airbnb was for Airbnb hosts and not only that, intermediate and advanced Airbnb hosts. That's how I marketed it and that's who I wrote it for. Mm-hmm. Profitable Properties is for existing Airbnb hosts, those interested in short-term rentals and also traditional real estate investors who have an interest in moving some of their portfolio into short-term rentals. I get that. <clears throat> and there's a lot of real estate investors who want to get in they just don't know how and it sounds as though this could be a good a good step into that uh, into the world of that how do you ensure for the books this is one of the things which i know mark obviously he's written some uh, some of his books his book direct playbook and the, the blueprint how do you ensure the content stays evergreen with all the things that changed obviously we've seen huge tech changes and things like that how how are you ensuring that things stay evergreen within the books and what things have you seen remain consistent in your experience 
during your time as a short-term rental host? Regarding Evergreen, so in profitable properties in the beginning, I say, you know, well, what is the difference between optimize your BRBM? Why might you buy it? And so that one, I, I list out, I think it's like six or eight chapters where I'm like, look, if you buy this book, you don't just skip these chapters. They're no longer relevant. And this book wasn't writ to, written to be evergreen. Profitable Properties was written to be evergreen. And what that means for your audience is that in five or 10 years time, it'll still be relevant. The way in which you find a profitable market, et cetera, is still going to be relevant. The way in which you price your listing, it's still going to be relevant. So I really focused on that. One of the big ways is um, I have a feature in the Profitable Properties, the QR codes. So instead of adding URLs in there and adding things that can go, you know, can expire, you know, a company can go out of, out of you know, move, shift. Uh, maybe I don't recommend that company anymore, whatever. So I have a, I'll have a permanently updated list of kind of my recommendations and resources. That's going to be a big one. Nice, nice. And like you say, those resources can be added to over time. And that's, that's the cool thing about QR codes. Um, I know you've been kind enough to send over a sneak peek and I noticed your 11 vacation rental commandments, which I thought was amazing. Can you just give us a sneak peek of what those or one or two of those are? Yeah, there's, they're meant to be kept in mind throughout the whole process of you running your Airbnb. That's what they're meant, they're meant for. And so one of them is they're like, you know, be an entrepreneur. And I talk about, well, what does that mean? So, you know, it's a problem solver, you know, it's looking to the future and, and always trying to improve, et cetera. They're kind of general things. Another one is like we talk about marketing, which is the main thing you asked that in the last question, what, what has not changed from the last book, the marketing aspect really hasn't changed and probably won't change. And it probably has changed the least from the last book to this book in the last five years, because I still see these listings that could be improved from an objective standpoint. There's some subjective strategies that I believe work, but there's also objective strategies that are just, you know, you can prove without a reasonable doubt that they're not effective strategies. 100%. And I mean, just like you say, improving listings and and the general advice around that. I mean, I, I even spoke to a host today who doesn't have bedside lamps, you know, in, in, a, in a place, you know, and you look at the very basics. I'm in it. So I'm in an Airbnb now. I'm actually staying in a good friend's Airbnb in Vancouver. He just set this up. I'm the first guest. And I don't know if he watches my material or not. I know he's a very good host anyway, so he probably figured this out on his own. But he, like, I was surprised because I I talk about this often on my on-site reviews and whatnot. Bed lamps are so important and no one has them. But he he specifically called these out and he's like, what do you think of my bed lamps? And I was like, oh, I love them. They're great. They're perfect. There's two of them. On each, there's one on each side. It's so important, isn't it? It's just so important. So you mentioned um, something close to, to our hearts at Boostly, which is direct bookings. Why have you included a section on direct bookings um, in this book and what perceptions have changed over time? Yeah, I just want to, because I know you Boostly caters to new and existing hosts. So I just want to make one comment on the lamp because some people might be thinking that and being like, well, why are these guys getting so excited about a bed lamp? It's true though. And, do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's not exactly the bed lamp. It's I, I have a theory and I and uh, there's actually a section at the beginning where I talk about the different like concepts that I have. One of them is one of a hundred. And so no one decision is going to make you a successful host. But those mm -hmm. hosts who correctly make the most of those hundreds of decisions as an as a rental host, what what kind of towels are you going to get? How many towels are you going to get? Are you going to provide this to that? Those are the best hosts. And now I forgot your question. No, no, I, just expanding on your point there, just a lot of people turn to us and they say, hey, will this do this? Or will will you get this result by yeah. us putting in this feature? And you go, well, don't think of it as a finite 
answer is to what degree will that improve your chances of your guests having a great experience and you inviting more people back and that's exactly like you say all these little things that you do increases the chances of a great experience and you know a, a sought after short-term rental question was the direct booking section what perceptions have changed over time why did you include that in this book yeah i used to not recommend direct bookings for the majority of posts that has changed for two reasons. The first reason is my recommendation is most hosts should have somewhat, at least somewhat of a direct booking presence online. And the reason why, I'll say the reason why that's changed and I'll see why that's important at the end. But the reason why that's changed is because number one, the tools have gotten so much better. So it's, ma it's made it so much easier. In the past, it would take a lot of time. Now the tools have gotten better. And also I hinted to it earlier. Oh, and the other thing is, you know, I believe that uh, I follow Airbnb in an industry very closely. I, I believe that Airbnb has mismanaged, has been, has been um, rather poorly managed for years on end from both the host and the guest side. And I'm unique in that I can see it from the guest and the host side. I am both very actively. And so they're still a market leader, but I, what I see is that they're losing their grip. In fact, I saw an article come out recently. I, I, I think I did at least. Maybe, maybe it was a dream, a future article. It was like the hosts are now Airbnb's competition. And that's true. They are. And why is that? Well, because Airbnb hasn't been so pleasant to the hosts. So they, they've, what I'm saying is Airbnb has created that opportunity. They've created themselves, I think. And the reason why that's important is because, as I said, if you, if you, in, in when you go to sell your house and whenever, and you have a 5,000 Instagram followers and a, and a thousand emails addresses of prior guests and a website, an active website, that has value. An investor will pay for that. That is real world value. That's a really good point. I mean, it's branding, isn't it? You've, you've then got your own, your own land, as Mark says. So yeah, really interesting. And I'm excited to read the, the section um, within the book. There's going to be people listening to this who, you know, some are, some are a mix of new, some are um, OGs at, at listing. So I'm going to, in a second, ask a question on, on how to rank well. well. We'll we'll look at Airbnb and how to rank well. I, I wanted to mention that because we've, we've just discussed Airbnb and, and like you say, they are losing their grip. What would you say is more important, having that online presence, you know, the Instagram and, and being... Uh, accessible or the offline hospitality, the old, the kind of the core of hosting for making your guests feel welcome and that what is more important if there is one? They're both different. So your online presence or your offline hospitality, as I call them, which is more important. I guess maybe your online presence would be more important because if you don't have that, they're not going to book in the first place, but they're, they were, or they are really different. You know, they're in, they work in sync. Nice, nice quick break from the podcast to let you know that the two Boostly books that we brought out, the Book Direct Playbook and the Book Direct Blueprint are two of the top rated and the best selling in the hospitality category on Amazon. For just £2, you can grab both of those books right now. The foundations and the structures that you need to put in place is in the Blueprint and then for 101 Marketing Tactics, that is in the Playbook. So go and grab a copy on Amazon now. Just type in Book Direct Playbook or the Book Direct Blueprint and uh, we'll see you on the other side. What's the most uh, common question you get asked by short-term rental hosts? And uh, I know you do some training. What What is the kind of question that a lot of people ask and, and how do you answer that? Where should I invest? I saw this list come out online. Can you look at it and tell me where's the best market to invest? 
And I don't like that question. There, It's a lazy question. There's no such thing as stupid questions, right? But it is a lazy question. It's like um, I get sometimes as well, you know, I'm sure you guys do in messages on your social media. Hey, I want to make money with Airbnb. How do I get started with Airbnb? Like those messages get ignored. <laughs> so that question is interesting because that is such an important, actually, I'll, I'll tie this in with photos as well. There are services out there where they sell you Hey, I will. Um, I'll find you a short-term rental market and and a, and a and a house. I'll lead you through the process. And in theory, that's fine. But in such a big, important decision, maybe the biggest of all of your real estate short-term rental investing, you're going to give that up to somebody else. Seems strange to put it as nicely as I can, you know. And where where I would invest could be the wrong answer for you. So you need to really, you just need to do it. If you can't do that, then go invest in a passive short-term rental investment of which there are a few and of which I recommend two in, in the book. That's your best bet. You're not going to make as much returns, but that's your best bet. Okay, so I don't like that question. And I hope I've addressed that question with, with the part two in this book. Nice, nice. Yeah, that makes sense because so many people have different investment appetites, risk appetites and that side of things. So the answer is it always depends, doesn't it? And you're right. We do get questions, you know, hey, how do I do direct bookings? Like, well, there's not a single answer. You know, where should I invest? Well, there's not a single answer. It is, it's a big question, isn't it? And uh, I can see why you get that a lot. So hopefully people can, you can say, hey, go and listen to this. This is this is my advice. So we mentioned there'd be some a mix of people listening who have existing hosts. There'll be people looking to get into it. We've got to return things back to Airbnb. Is there any tips you can share on maybe top two tips on how to rank well on, on Airbnb? How to rank well on Airbnb would be you want to, the overall concept is who's making Airbnb the most money. So you want to be as highly booked as possible, acceptance rate. That's highly valued on Airbnb. How many are you accepting? That goes hand in hand with with Instant Book. Instant Book does give you a little boost, but if you don't have Instant Book and you have and you're uh, accepting all of your reservations, that that you know the boost to Instant Book is very small. That's one kind of low hanging fruit you can do. Now, if we take a step back, you need to write your listing in a way that you don't get people inquiring who aren't a good fit. That's kind of more of a secret sauce type type of a thing because you you know you don't want to waste your time even you don't want so you want someone to filter themselves out. And the other thing I suppose I'll say is wishlist saves is one of the very few things that everybody said, hey, this directly affects your search rank. Now, how much? Uh, we're not sure, but everybody has said that directly. More wishlist saves, interactions with your profile, this directly affects your, your listing. So there's ways in which, you know, another good thing about a website is how many on, on Airbnb or booking or VRBO, how many visits do you get? Well, Airbnb shows that now. Mine gets a lot, 10,000 visits a month. And what am I getting for that? Nothing. I don't get anything. Now I try and capitalize that on trying to get something from these visitors. Now, whether that's asking them to save me to their wish list or visit my profiles online for videos. On a website, you can actually capitalize on those visitors. So all those visitors become a lot more valuable to you if they get on your list, if they go and follow your Instagram, et cetera. It's it's so true. And something that we absolutely preach here is is having your own email list is just so important because you can then retarget 
you mentioned you get rid of the guests that you don't want by the wording in the listing. So you're already getting more people across to your website who people, your ideal guest avatar. And then really it's just building more of those. And, um, you know, it's referral marketing. They can tell their friends and family about it. And, uh, you know, you can, you can build up more following just by sharing more information with your audience and some of the cool stuff. I mean, I, I follow a lot of people's lists and, um, information, and sometimes it's not all a sell, you know, there is always a call to action, but sometimes it's just saying, Hey, check out our new feature at our property. Hey, this is cool. We've just installed smart lighting and, and it just makes you think of that place. And all of a sudden, when you think, where shall I go and stay? They're top of mind and you're more likely to, to book there, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So obviously uh, the book is, when does the book get released and where can people go and find it and, and purchase the book? Well, it's, it's on, I know we're live, so it's on pre-sale now. Mm-hmm. And it'll be released to the public. It'll be uh, shipped out if you bought physical or brought to your Kindle on uh, April 19th. And a, a difference is I will be the voice actor for this audiobook. So I'll record the audiobook. Uh, it'll come out within a month in my voice, which I hope you like. Nice. Yeah. I think that's good because I always think, I would remember being disappointed. The first audiobook I listened to was Total Recall by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And he starts off reading it for the first chapter. And then it goes into somebody completely different. And you're, the whole time you're trying to think, hey, I know how this person sounds. So you, you're kind of, uh, it's a bit disappointing if it's not the original author. So that's going to be cool uh, being able to listen to yourself, you know, sharing the advice. So as we reach towards the end of these, Danny, we'd love to just do a couple of um, closing questions, not so much about the book, but um, what advice would you give yourself if you were starting out in short-term rental today, 2023? Oh, if I was starting out today, what advice would I give myself? I would talk more. I would talk about the mindset that you need to be a successful Airbnb host. I think the mindset solves all problems. And I mean that all problems. And I came upon this idea years ago when I was just, I was just selling, I sold, you know, as you know, online optimization. So I'll go on and I'll change your online listing and that, you know, to make it highly converting. And I realized that that was only kind of half the battle because the hosts were, their mindset was not correct and that they weren't having, they weren't actually good hosts. They weren't providing good experiences. And so I, I offered a different product where it's, it's more inclusive. I'm looking at everything. I'm changing everything. I'm helping them. I talk with them one-on-one to try and set them up for success. And so what is that mindset? That mindset is the, the maybe... You know, a lot of people who start off in STRs, they have jobs. They're an employee. They have a nine to five. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But when you're an STR owner, you're a business owner and you need more of a business mindset. So you need to shift from an employee mindset, which is doing your your job right now, to more of an executive mindset, which is thinking to the future and more strategic planning. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, nice. Thank you for that. And um, so true. I I speak to a lot of hosts and most of the time they are still in a full-time job. And a lot of the time I spoke to somebody today who said, Hey, I feel like I've replaced my job with a job. And you go, well, it is like that at the start, you know, when you're hands-on, but ultimately it is about that forward planning and looking at it from a, a helicopter sort of perspective of the whole business. What superpower would you say that you've got, if you've got a superpower, a talent or something which you excel at? I... <laughs> I would say I can be, let's say, a chameleon in terms of interactions. Like if there's a kid with me, I'm, a, I'm an uncle now. I've got six nieces and nephews. I could be very silly 
but if it's like uh you know if it's my mom or someone else's you know mom or dad or grandparents i can change my like intellect to match them and i think that i can connect with people i suppose that's cool i like that i like that a lot and finally our question which we always ask is what mantra or saying resonates with you and why oh there's a lot i have a i keep a document on my computer with a bunch of mantras and sayings most of them i forget to be honest but the one that popped into my head and has popped into my head frequently is i forget where it's from exactly but today it's something like today is the first day of the rest of your life and it's a good it's a good perspective to have because you don't want to you know be at the end of your life and be like wait what happened all the regrets i think about that often what 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 would i regret if i didn't do that or didn't do that should i have done something different to be more fulfilled yeah that's a big one yeah, it's very hopeful and uh true we can we can be who we want to be can't we day to day which is cool so uh, danny thank you so much for sharing today just for everybody listening on the live and also on the podcast as a reminder um where can they go to find the book or find more about yourself it's it's going to be sold most places online anyways but amazon is a is a fine way to go you can search my name daniel rustin or you can search out profitable properties and the book should come up. I appreciate pre-sales. And I'll just say, uh, you know, I'm an indie author, which means I don't have a traditional publisher. I do everything. I do the marketing. Uh, I hired a proofreader, but all of it is under one roof, so to say. So if you do buy this, first of all, I appreciate that uh, very much. Uh, and reviews are as, as an Airbnb host, as a short-term rental host, whether you're doing direct bookings on Google, you, we know how important they are. For an indie author, they might be even more important because I'm up against, you know, Goliaths with a lot of budget. So I do appreciate reviews. You don't even have to write anything, though Amazon appreciates that. You could just give me a star review. Uh, that does help more than you know. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Was there anything we missed or anything else you want to share before we bring it to a close? Yeah, sure. I have. I'm releasing a course in conjunction with this book. And I'd like to offer your audience a 50% discount. Wow. That's amazing. So I'm sure we're going to get um, a lot of people jump on that. How do they find out more more about that as a as a offer? So if you buy the book, the information will be there. And when the book is released, it'll be live. It's not yet live, depending on if people are watching this right now or not. But we'll add, or uh, you know, I think we'll add a link maybe in the description, and someone can find it yeah. find it there. But otherwise, you know, you could just go to my website, and it's called Optimized Business Course. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Danny. So we'll add that to the show notes for sure. And obviously, if you're watching this on the live, that will be coming soon. If you are listening to this on the podcast, and it's imminently about to go live as uh, we're doing this in sync with the book release, which is going to be cool. So Danny, thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Really appreciate the tips you've shared and also to find out more about the book. I'm excited to find out more about it. And uh, yeah, just um, thank you for, for sharing all information. That's bye for now from us.